Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey everyone, and welcome back to GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new to the community, I am Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. For those seasoned listeners, thank you so much for listening to another segment here. And with me today in the hot seat is two special guests, Jim and Mai. And they're going to be telling us all about Spanish immersion and all of that good stuff. Because how many of you all know, once you're bilingual, you could go a lot further and faster in life versus just speaking one language. So let me tell you a little bit more about this powerful couple and some of the incredible things that they're doing on the forefront as well as behind the scenes. Jim and Mai are a gringo Mexican international couple on a mission to connect English speakers to the Spanish speaking world. They produce travel and culture related videos on their YouTube channel to share different aspects of Spanish speaking countries to their audience of over 152,000 people. They also co-host the weekly Spanish education podcast, Learn Spanish and Go share travel and language tips on their blog and host Spanish immersion retreats in Mexico. And they have since expanded into other regions and you'll find out more. So without further ado, let's welcome this powerful couple, Jim and Mai. Hey, Genesis. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. My My pleasure. So tell the audience your last name, because I'm sure if they want to Google you, they're not just going to put Jim and Mai. Sure, I'm Jim Fricker. And I am Mayra Larios, actually. Mm -hmm. It's just my for short. Uh, Awesome. So Mayra Larios and Jim Fricker. So the both of y'all, since we normally do either a rapid fire or icebreaker, but there's two of y'all, I'm going to let y'all decide as a power couple, what are you in the mood for? So the audience gets to know you a little bit more outside of the work that you're doing. So an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game? What about icebreaker? Yeah. Okie dokie. We're breaking the ice with Jim and Mike. So here's y'all's question or icebreaker. I want you to share something crazy that you have done together that united your union or share something fun and interesting about yourselves that not even your community knows about you? Ooh, that's a good question. Something that united us or something that maybe our community doesn't even know about us? I feel like we're pretty open with our community. (laughs) Like we were just talking about this earlier today. Like people, some people know so much about us. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a, a time that was really a struggle um, I don't know why I'm thinking back to the time we visited the monarch butterflies in Michoacan. You might be surprised to know this if you've never been to central Mexico, but it can get quite cold in the mountainous regions. And we were there in February several years ago to see the monarch butterflies, and it got down to even colder temperatures than Minnesota at the time, which is insane to me because Minnesota is known to be like the coldest state in the U.S., I think. Wow. And so I just remember we were piling on 
the uh, bed sheets and the different <laughs> everything they had that would possibly keep us warm. And we're just thinking, this is why we're in this together. We're doing this uh, to create the best content possible, even if it means uh, be being a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> so that that definitely united us. I don't think we've shared that too often, um, but it's it's also just something that's useful for people to know who maybe haven't visited Mexico before, because often people think of beaches and palm trees, but it can also get very, very cold in Mexico. And the thing is that in Mexico, most buildings don't have like heating or or like AC in general. So if you're cold in Minnesota when you're home, but you have your your heater on, that's nothing compared to like being cold in Mexico at the same temperature in a little like wooden cabin with nothing but a bed and a bathroom. Yes. It was oh. tough. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to swipe left on that one. I am not a cold person. <laughs> It's definitely interesting. And I've only been to one part of Mexico, which was Cabo. So we did San Jose Cabo, and then we did San Lucas Cabo. But of course, like eventually next time we go, we'll probably go visit Guadalajara, since we do have people that are married into our family from there. But thank you for sharing that fun and interesting fact, because I definitely think that's going to also be something that your audience hears that says, wow, why didn't y'all share that with us? <laughs> So now we're going to segue into the meat and potatoes part of the conversation, which is the work that y'all are doing to educate more people on the Spanish language, as well as immer immersing it into their culture, like helping them be advanced whenever they travel. Because being a first generation American person my, myself is sometimes whenever you go to somebody else's country, and if you don't even know like how to say good morning, good evening, or something simple, it puts you at a disadvantage because you're not able to connect with the locals. But the minute that you know a few things, then those locals are like, wow, and they feel like you actually took time to study and learn about their culture, their language, and etc. So they're more receptive to helping you if you get stuck, in my opinion. Would you guys agree to that sentiment? 100%. I think that the the reason why we started Spanish and Go was because when Jim traveled to Mexico for the first time, he was pretty new um, to the language. And I remember I was a person kind of like translating everything, but also helping him navigate through Mexican culture. You know, everyone tells you, don't drink the water in Mexico, but then they don't tell you what to do, right? So or why, yeah, so people um, in Mexico, we get these huge jugs of water and we have like a the truck that is switching or replacing the empty bottles you have at home and they give you a new one, like a, a full one. And it's only like $1.50. It's very inexpensive and that's how we've been doing it for like since I can remember. Um, but a lot of people don't know this. So they're like, well, how do you, what do you do, right? Like, are you drinking just uh, soda or are you drinking the water um, no matter if you get sick? And so being that for, for Jim made us think about how cool it would be if every single person traveling could have someone like that, could have someone to help them um, connect to the to the places they're visiting and the language of course is a huge part of that connection 
Yeah, because a, a lot of people will go to a resort and you hear this all the time. We hear this all the time about people who maybe visit Mexico every year, but they go and they go to an all-inclusive resort and they never leave. And so who are they going to ask about how Mexican families tend to live? What's the deal with these with the water or the the giant jugs that Maya was talking about, the 25 liter jugs that uh, they go around to refill. And these different cultural aspects, like different types of food, things that a lot of people in the US have never heard of before. What we're used to for the most part in the US in terms of Mexico food is, Mexican food is actually Tex-Mex. And once you get into uh, the central part of Mexico and the southern part of Mexico, the food diversity is much greater and there's a lot of things that a lot of people in the U.S. had never heard of before. Yeah, and I love that y'all both shared something. And so I'm going to dive a little bit deeper here because Spanish and go. So Jim, this question is for you. Whenever you went to Mexico, did you meet my in Mexico or were y'all already together when you traveled there and she was like your translator? Yeah, Maya and I met on a language platform, kind of like Facebook, but for learning languages. And so we were able to connect that way because we could see each other's profiles and see where everyone on the platform was from, which languages they, they spoke, which ones they're learning. And that's how we connected. I don't remember who sent who a message first, but we ended up chatting and after about six months of chatting back and forth, I would send her something in Spanish and something in English so we could both practice. And then she would correct my Spanish and I would correct her English. And we'd go back and forth that way until she invited me down to Mexico. I had never been outside of the country by myself and I'd never been to Mexico at all. And so that was an exciting opportunity for me. And that's when we met in person and really hit it off and fell in love and decided to start this project together actually before we even decided to get married. And so we thought, yeah, wouldn't it be cool if we could uh, help other people who are interested in visiting or even possibly living in Spanish speaking countries to have a resource to better understand the culture and the more local places to visit and get a deeper understanding of each Spanish speaking country than what most people are able to achieve uh, just by visiting and not being able to speak the language. Awesome. And this question is for you, Mai, because I think you may be the brains behind this, the <laughs> name of Spanish and Go, but correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. So was it your idea to name the platform Spanish and Go, or was that more so Jim? I think it was together, right? We pretty much everything we do we do it together and we sit down and I love writing notes like list of like pros and cons and I think we came up with different words that we wanted the the project to uh, include. include yeah or like the the heart of the project right so we were like okay this is for people who of course want to learn Spanish but who also want to travel and what are the words that are behind those um, two things and it's funny because at first we wanted the project to be Spanish to go, but then we learned someone else had already uh, bought that, like the don, um, domain name. 
and we emailed them and we were like, hey, you're not, it seems like you're not doing anything with this. Would you be willing to sell it? And we never got a response. And we were like, okay, what's the closest thing? <laughs> and that's that's how we decided uh, that it would be Spanish and go. So learn Spanish and go. Yep, that's right. Awesome. Okay. And now this is like an interesting question because there's so many Spanish speaking apps and platforms and language platforms. So like me, I, I understand a little bit of Spanish and I speak it. I took three years in high school, but my dad spoke it fluently being from Curacao. So it's like, I know enough, like when we went to Mexico to order my, my food, like I was like, yo quiero arroz con, con pollo, frijoles. I knew enough to like get stuff done and maneuver but not enough to be dangerous so <laughs> what set Spanish and go apart from the other competitors that are out in the industry yeah well I consider what we do is being like your friend who learns Spanish and knows Mexico well and several other Spanish-speaking countries well enough who you can go to and ask for advice. Yes, we do offer products and experiences of our own, courses of our own. We have a membership uh, that goes along with our podcast. We have Spanish immersion retreats in Mexico, but we don't only recommend our products and services, right? There are apps that can absolutely help people and maybe even a better version of, uh, or a better path for them to learn Spanish because everybody is a is a little bit different, right? Everyone has a different preferred learning style. And so maybe what we do isn't for everyone, but uh, we're here as a resource to give recommendations. I've used a number of different language learning apps as my has as well. And we've created ex experiences and products that we feel like fill a niche that wasn't really there before. So for example, with our podcast membership. We have our podcast that's entirely sp in Spanish, and we have some materials that go along with that to help people better understand uh, Spanish spoken conversations to improve their comprehension. And so with the membership, you get things like the transcripts, which have word for word uh, transcriptions of everything we say, but also a player that shows you kind of like karaoke, the words highlight as we're speaking, and you can click on any part of the transcript to go back or skip ahead. And not only that, in the membership, students have, the, um, have access to the breakdown section, which is in English, where for every single podcast episode we offer, we have a list of words that we feel are some of the most interesting or important words or phrases from that episode that we go in and explain a little bit more in depth. Some phrases can be used in different contexts. Some phrases need a little more explanation given the country that um, maybe we had someone come on the podcast who is an interview, someone from Spain, a phrase they used might have a different meaning in Mexico, for example, or it might not mean anything in Mexico. So it's a lot of fun to learn about the diversity of the Spanish language, but also have these resources that help students in a really unique way. I don't think anybody else has a, a podcast membership the way we do that provides these types of um, materials. And we also have a, a quiz that helps students along with that as well to test their comprehension and uh, a number of other um, 
features that uh, we don't think you can find in any other program. That's amazing. So when it comes to the Spanish immersion retreats, and we know that there are so many different dialects uh, whenever it comes to the Spanish language. There's uh, the Spanish that they speak in, in Mexico. There's the Spanish that they speak down in South America and et cetera. And people who are Hispanic, Latino, Latina, Mexican, or whatever, sometimes whenever they mesh the different languages together, you could hear the tonality sounds different. You could hear like, to your point, Jim, how some of the phrases may mean one thing in one language and another in another language. So for someone who is interested in learning Spanish and they hear so many um, variations of the language, where would you advise that person to start as a beginner? I think it's important to to know the reason why the person wants to learn the language. A lot of people want to learn Spanish uh, for their job, right? Like they work with Hispanic people and they wanna be able to help them or to serve them better. And some people just learn it as a hobby. Some people learn it because they want to travel. And I think that's that's very important because it also, it can also help you stay motivated if you know the reason why you are learning a language. If you want to travel, well, Mexico is the biggest Spanish-speaking country. Um, so many Mexicans live outside of Mexico. Uh, you're very likely to find a Mexican community pretty much all over the world. And a lot of the movies, um, books, or you know, a lot of the uh, media is produced in Mexico because it's such a big country too that it's not that I'm Mexican. I just think that Mexico is a great resource for for learning Spanish. Um, but some people would prefer um, Spanish from Spain because they might have the dream of living there one day. So it depends on the person really. Okay, so for, for the audience listening in and watching, know your why on why you want to learn Spanish, whether you want to learn it for conversation, whether you want to learn it for your career, whether you want to learn it for leisure, because then that could be your driving factor on what type of Spanish you learn and how you immerse yourself personally into the language and the learning as a, as the learning aspect as a whole, because you may just want to learn, okay, how do I say these things? You may not want to learn everything because you don't feel like you're going to use everything. But I always tell people knowledge is power. And the more you know, the more versatile you are, the more well-rounded you are, and et cetera. So for this part of the segment, I want to have a fun part of the segment. And I, I want to talk to y'all a little bit in Spanish so we can show the audience kind of how y'all flow together. So I'm going to say basic things from my memory. So if someone comes up to... Jim and mine, they're like, yo quiero, yo quiero estudiar español porque yo, yo quiero viajar con, hold on, ah, hold on, let me think about it, yo quiero viajar con Sudamérica, did ah. I say that right? So did I say that correctly, Jim and mine? Yeah, well, I understood you. Te entendí. ¿Quieres viajar a Sudamérica? ¿En cuál país? ¿A cuál país quieres viajar? Yo quiero viajar con Colombia y Venezuela y un isla cerca de Venezuela, Curacao. 
de donde, wait, soy de mm -hmm. mi, wait, how do I say where my dad was from? <laughs> de donde es mi papá. De donde es mi papá. Sí, eh, viajar a, viajar a, to travel yeah. to, mm -hmm. okay. viajar a Colombia. Eh, sí, pues queremos ir a todos esos lugares también. Okay, so I did very well. Did I get that? Did I understand? ¿Tú conoces? Did I understand? You did well. Well, part of what's important with speaking a language or learning a language is just being able to communicate enough for people to understand you, right? Your Spanish doesn't need to be 100% perfect for you to get so much more out of the experience of visiting a Spanish-speaking country than most people do who go and don't learn anything at all. So 100% perfect grammar isn't necessarily the goal. It may be for some people. Uh, for me, I want to get as good as I possibly can. I've been learning Spanish for over 12 years, and I know that my Spanish isn't perfect, uh, but it's a lifelong, lifelong journey, right? It's uh, part of, of the experience. And Spanish is so diverse that you can master one dialect, for example, and then go to another Spanish-speaking country and hear phrases that you've never heard before and need to have locals explain to you what they mean. I mean, it's still the same language, but there's a lot of variation between different countries. Even within the countries. Yeah. Amazing. And audience, the reason why I put myself in the hot seat is because I want you all to see and hear that you don't have to get everything perfect in order to make an attempt to learn something. You just have to be willing and attempt to, you know, just communicate with someone who actually speaks the language and then ask them, did I get it right? Where do I, and then have them give you feedback because if you don't receive any feedback, you're not gonna learn and you're not gonna continue to strive. And so I always put myself in the hot seat to, to let my audience know that I am not perfect. I'm learning just as long as just along with you and we're doing this together and that's how we advance ourselves with personal development as well as professional development and now Jim and Mai I'm gonna throw the ball to you all and I want to ask you is there anything that I didn't ask you that you feel would be um, relevant to share with the community today based on Spanish and Go your immersion retreats and etc yeah, well, I would say that learning another language is a huge benefit, not only for traveling, but for your professional life. I, I believe the statistic is that by the year 2050, uh, the United States will be the largest Spanish-speaking country in the world. And uh, that's that sounds like a surprising st statistic, but as we travel through the United States, it's incredible how many places you can go to and not use any English at all. We went to Miami and we didn't use hardly any English at all. We went to New York and we were surprised at how many people are just communicating with one another in Spanish. And so it's a huge language in the United States already. And so that's a huge benefit, but also for traveling. I mean, to me, if you're from the United States, Learning Spanish is the one language that you can learn that can open up so many possibilities. You can visit over 20 different countries and get to appreciate where you're visiting much more. I always think about the people who say, well, I really love to travel, but if you only speak one language, you're only getting a glimpse of that country. You're getting to maybe see 
see the differences uh, that that another country has to offer, the amazing places to visit, to taste the food and everything, but you don't understand the cultural aspect or the people if you can't speak the local language and how much of the experience of visiting a country is the people, right? I think it's a large percentage of the experience. And I know my experience would, wouldn't be the same at all if I didn't learn Spanish visiting these different Spanish speaking countries. So it's a huge advantage. Um, we encourage you to learn Spanish and we have lots of uh, ways to help you with that, different resources that we recommend. As you mentioned, we have our Spanish immersion retreats. That's perfect for those who are maybe a little nervous about visiting another Spanish speaking country and would like to have somebody kind of hold their hand through the experience, we can be your guides for that and lead you on an unforgettable experience in Mexico where you'll immerse yourself in the culture and the traditions and the Spanish language. Awesome. And my tell the audience how they could connect with you all, where you primarily hang out on social media, plug your website, and give them your call to action. Sure, yeah, you can find us pretty much everywhere if you type Spanish and Go, but the website is SpanishAndGo.com. Um, what else? We are on YouTube. We have the podcast. We are on Instagram, too. That's where we share like the day-to-day -day life um, the most. Um, yeah, send us an email. <laughs> and yeah, we'll be there. And then now let's bust the saying or whatever we hear, don't drink the water in Mexico. Tell them why not to drink the water in Mexico. <laughs> you can get really sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you've ever heard the term Moctezuma's revenge, uh, you can get a stomach infection. There can be amoebas in the the water. So it's just best to drink the filtered water in Mexico. When but, but also, don't be afraid to order just regular water at a restaurant. No one is ever going to serve you um, dirty water that you're not supposed to drink. Even if you go to um, a restaurant or like a, like a, like a street vendor, they don't use the the water you should you shouldn't drink so don't be afraid <laughs> enjoy and just don't drink directly from the tap yeah and there you have it audience you just heard jim and mai with spanish and go telling you all about why it's beneficial to learn a new language they have a lot of things on their platforms that can help you immerse yourself in the spanish language so come on let's learn spanish and go so pack your bags grab your passport because the world awaits you but it's up to you to learn the language once again i am your host miss genesis amaris kemp if you're interested in learning something else on this platform send me an email at gems with genesis amaris kemp i'm always looking for feedback you know feedback is a gift and for those of you interested in partnering with me, I am looking for paid brand sponsors where we can come together, collaborate and create synergies that are going to leave an impact, but it's also leaving an imprint, not just for us, but future generations to come. So until the next guest, next segment, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and follow. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. 
hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.